Morning sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell. Thank you all for joining me here this morning. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, day one of March Madness, absolutely crazy. Ton of upsets, ton of great games in there as well. One of the one of the better finishes you'll see as well uh, in that Furman Virginia game as well. So really excited to chat about that. But it's also day two of the madness day. We got 16 more games coming up today, and so it's going to be an electric day. But before we get into today's plays, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet 99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash out option and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available to bet on on the website, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and NCAA basketball. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24 7 with their live chat option so go to bet99.com today to make an account use code shooters at sign up and please gamble responsibly you must be 19 plus years of age to do so it is available to persons in ontario only and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you contact connex ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge so how did our day go yesterday? Well, day one actually went really well for the show. Four and two day, not the most profit in the world, but profit nonetheless. Um, it kind of started with that West Virginia game. We're going to go from bottom to top. West Virginia, unfortunately, they lost a really tight game with Maryland. And it's one of those games where they let them hang around too long. Um, early on in that game, West Virginia was up big, but they could have been up a lot more. And that's why they were able to storm back. Maryland wins 67 to 65. Furman plus five and a half. They won outright. How you have a guy that won a national title and is your team leader throw one of the, the oddest passes that you will ever see in a college basketball game to your opponent to then whip it down and hit a three to win that game by one. Furman had no business winning that game. I was unsure if they were even going to cover that late in the game. But they're able to pull it out against a veteran Virginia team. Now, two of the other plays, Auburn and Iowa. This one looked dead at halftime. We we're around 136, 137 is what it was projected at. And they finished a very high scoring game, 83 to 75. So they're able to cover that over. Colgate, that was a bit more of a heartbreaking one. Um, Texas, they just shot the lights out in the first half. I think Rice hit five threes in that first half. And so that one was a tough one. Luckily, we did get a little bit of help, though, later on in the day. Louisiana, they were able to cover against Tennessee. 58-55 to was the final. Louisiana, at one point, was down like 18 points in the second half, but they stormed back with a 13-0 run to get back into it. And then to cap things off, that UCLA game, one of the later games in the evening, 86-53, to the final over UNC Asheville. So they cashed the over 135 and a half. So what did that mean? I mean, it was an overall great day for the show. Yes. Hey, it worked. All right. 
Easy money. So we profit again, keeping it rolling for this month. Now, how did the rest of the games go on day one? Um, a lot of crazy ones. I mean, we'll start from kind of the early games and then we'll move up. So Missouri, 76 to 65. They beat Utah State yesterday. Honestly, it, it was exactly what I thought it would be, which was that they just created more turnovers. They won the turnover battle 14 to 9 in the game. And so they were able to deliver there. Also, off shooting night for Utah State, that has to be said as well. When you're a team that's one of the hottest shooting teams from three and you go four for 24, that's just not going to get it done. So an unfortunate loss there for Utah State. Now, the one seeds, they took care of business yesterday. Um, Kansas 96 to 68 over Howard. They did have a little bit of an early scare, but this tends to happen in a couple of these one seed games where a team looks like they are a bit vulnerable and then they turn it on in the second half. Bama, kind of similar thing. They won 96 to 75 and their matchup with Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, San Diego State, they delivered against uh, Charleston. 63 to 57. I do feel sick for anyone that actually played Charleston plus five and a half because they should have covered that yesterday. And there was a few of those. I mean, Bama, they were minus 23 and a half, had no business having that kid chucking up a three in a nothing game. And uh, they're able to uh, cover that game. Then you got to talk about the biggest upset of the day. Princeton 59 to 55 over Arizona. And I did a few brackets where I had Arizona final four. I had one in the final. Unfortunately, that's my big money one where I have them in the final. But they lose outright to Princeton, and it's just an off night. I mean, you go three for 16 from downtown. Not that Princeton was great from downtown either, but just a sloppy game. They lose the turnover battle. Um, they tied the rebounding battle somehow. That That's not something that should happen against a team like Princeton. But Princeton delivers, and so a 15 seed once again takes down a two seed, going to bust a ton of brackets there. There's not a lot of perfect brackets left when I looked at ESPN yesterday. With a couple games to go, I think it was somewhere around 1,800 in the world had a perfect bracket still. Duke, they dominated Oral Roberts yesterday, 74-51. to 51. They did play some good defense, but honestly, a lot of missed shots by Oral Roberts. I think they missed their first 11 coming out of the gate, so that's a tough one for them. Tough night for Admus. Uh, and so Duke wins. And then Arkansas 73 to 63 over Illinois. That one was never in doubt. Um, Arkansas kind of dominated from start to finish. Northwestern and Boise, um, another game where it was tight for a little while there between two of these teams. Um, but then Northwestern pulled away late. Um, and then Houston 63 to 52. This is huge, though, that Marcus Sasser re aggravated that injury. We don't know how much longer he's going to be out but it looks like it's going to be for an extended period of time and they need him if they're going to make a national title run and then Penn State they just blew out A&M 76 to 59 terrible night for A&M um, guard play one out once again in the NCAA tournament and so we got to talk about one more headline uh, before we move over to the daily game slate which let's face it it's pretty much all NCAA and we've got an EPL game in there as well Belonzo Ball, um, it looks like he's having a third knee surgery. They're saying that he may miss all of the next season as well, 2023-24 season. And you just got to feel bad for the kid. He's a very good player on both ends of the floor. Um, came in with very lofty expectations, part of that from the media, part of that from his own father. But he was in L.A. and then, and then he moved around quite a bit. 
But Chicago, they really get screwed here. I mean, they gave him a big contract extension, and the Bulls looked really good when he was out there. He was able to to kind of run that defense for them uh, at the guard position. But but that's just what happens in sports sometimes. And I don't know if he's ever going to play again. Um, if he does, he's going to be a shell of himself. I would imagine. We've seen guys have major knee issues and then they come back, but they're never quite the same player. And I think that's going to be the case with Lonzo. Really hope that he has a full recovery, but I'm just not sure if that's in the cards now. As I said, third knee surgery in about 18 months, I would guess. So that's a really tough one to see. So with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. Let's talk about what's happening today. As I said, 16 games today and an EPL game as well. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, so let's chat about that EPL game first. This one between Nottingham Forest and Newcastle. Now, Forest, they sit 14th in the table, and you've got Newcastle who sit 5th. But Newcastle have been sliding. They were in that top four for uh, quite a while, a number of months, and so they've been sliding a bit. Um, they did pick up a win in their last game, but they hadn't won in their last five prior to that. So I do like this one as a good get-right spot for Newcastle. Minus 145, as I said, is what you can get it at. Um, I think it's good money line value. Even though they're on the road today, that's always a concern in the EPL, picking up road victories. But I'm not that worried with Forrest. So I think if you're going to play anything today, you got to play the Newcastle money line, minus 145. All right, so let's head over. College basketball, that's what we're focused on today. Um, if you're looking ahead also to Saturday, you can get some pretty nice betting lines there. Um, and I'm going to run through those really quick. So we do have uh, that Furman-San Diego State game. Furman is once again plus five and a half. So if you like them in that game, I, I like San Diego State. I don't think that Furman's going to advance past that. But that's where I like that game. Duke minus three. Um, if that line does continue to move, um, maybe take a look at Tennessee. But at least for now, I would bet you can get Duke money line minus 150. If you even want to buy it down to minus one and a half just to be safe, go ahead and do so. I like them a lot, though. I think that they're going to they're gonna pull through. Kansas, minus three and a half against Arkansas. I actually kind of like the Arkansas plus four there. Princeton's plus six and a half against Missouri. I do like Missouri to, to win that game. Houston, minus five and a half without Sasser. I like Auburn plus five and a half. Then you've got Penn State is also plus five and a half against Texas. I would lean Texas there. UCLA minus eight against Northwestern. I'm UCLA all the way. And then Bama minus eight against Maryland. I kind of like Maryland on the points, but I don't like them to win outright against Alabama. So let's focus on today's games. USC number seven taken on number 10 at Kansas State. I think if you're betting this game today, the over-under is 137 and a half for this one. But you're basically picking between whether or not you like Tom Izzo or you don't because USC, they were in a pretty subpar Pac-12 all year. Um, I can't point to a lot of really big victories for USC either. Um, I do like Michigan State today. This is kind of similar to that West Virginia pick, although Izzo is a much better coach than Bob Huggins. So I lean the Spartans today. Number 14, Kennesaw State taking on number three, Xavier. Xavier minus 12 and a half for this one over under is 153 and a half. So the Kennesaw State Owls, they enter today 26 and 8 overall. They won five straight heading into the tournament. 
Now, Xavier did lose to Marquette in the Big East tournament, but they won five straight prior to that. This is a very steep over-under line, so I would stay away. I know both teams are 75 points per game, but if either no-shows, then you're not going to hit that number. And so I would take the points with the Owls today. Plus 12.5, it is a lot of points. I don't see this being a 14 over a 3 once again. I think we've seen our 14 over 3 for the tournament, but I do think that Kennesaw State plus 12.5 is where you got to go with that game if you play it. Another 14 versus 3 is UC Santa Barbara taking on Baylor. Baylor's minus 10 and a half, and they come in on a bit of a slide. So I think people are a bit lower on them than they would have been in years past. Um, this isn't the same team as years past, to be fair, but they have still been pretty solid throughout the year. I still like this team. They got a ton of experience here. Really solid coach in Drew. And so I just don't know about the minus 10 and a half. Santa Barbara did win seven in a row coming into this one. So if you play it, you're probably looking at Santa Barbara plus 10 and a half but I'm going to stay away. It's not an official show play today, just one that I'm interested to watch in the early slate. Number 12, VCU taking on number five, St. Mary's. St. Mary's is minus four and a half for this game. Um, I think VCU has been a very popular pick to pull off the upset. You do have two smaller conference teams, but VCU, they've been absolutely rolling coming into this tournament. So they're anticipating very low scoring for this game. 122 and a half is the over underline which is a bit odd because both teams do average 71 points per game, but they also both play great defense. So I don't think that it's worth it playing an over on such a small number. I do think that they will go over, but I won't put any of my show money on it. So I'm staying away there. Number 15, Vermont taking on number two, Marquette. Marquette's minus 10 and a half today. And I love them to win and cover that today. Even a double digit spread. I don't normally love these in the first round of the tournament, but Yes, Vermont's on a 15-game win streak, but they also were just 23-10 and 10 overall. So they can get got. They didn't have a lot of quality wins throughout the year. And I just think Shaka Smart and Marquette are going to run them off the floor. So I really like the Marquette line today. Number 11, Pittsburgh taking on number 6, Iowa State. Now, Pittsburgh was in one of those play-in games to get into the tournament. And Iowa State, I mean, they were okay. Um, I just don't love this one. Um, I think Iowa State having lost 7 of 10 coming into the tournament and Pitt narrowly surviving. I just don't know which side to play. I actually think this one's going to be a blowout, and it could be for either team. Um, I just don't think that it's going to be a relatively close game. So this isn't the 11 that I want to believe in if you're going to play one of those 11 seeds that enters into the tournament through those first uh, number of games. So I'm going to stay away on that one. Number 11, NC State, taking on number six, Creighton. Creighton's minus five and a half. And I really like Creighton, um, but that five and a half number is really interesting. Another ACC team, they saw relatively limited competition. They they did kind of bounce in and out of the top 25 for a little bit there. But I'm going to roll with the Blue Jays to cover here. It is five and a half. I just really hate that for a 6-11 game. But I do think that the whole public is going to be on Creighton today. So at five and a half, I think I would play it. Number 13, Iona taking on number four, UConn. UConn's minus nine and a half. And I love this UConn team, but it is a tough number once again to process. UConn was really hot early and late in the season. They had a bit of a stumble mid-year. Whereas Iona, they're coming in winning 14 straight games. Now, I do think that Iona has a shot at covering this number at nine and a half. But I like the over here a lot more. Both are high-scoring teams. I think they're both going to cross 70. So at 141 and a half, 
I like the over in that game. Number 16, Fairleigh Dickinson taking on number one, Purdue. Purdue's minus 22, or now minus 23 and a half. I just have no interest in a spread like this, although I do think Purdue's going to cover. As I said, there's a couple of those one seeds that they, they just blow teams out entirely, and then there's a couple that they maybe have a little bit of early struggles before winning comfortably. Houston and Kansas were those teams that struggled early, and so I think Purdue's going to blow them out of the water, and we're not going to see a relatively close game here. But again, I'm not going to put a minus 23 and a half out as a show play. Number 11, Providence taking on number six, Kentucky. Kentucky's minus four and a half. I'm a firm believer that Kentucky's a bit overrated and Providence is a bit underrated. I think this could have been a 7-10 game, um, but I do like the Friars. I think that they can match them rebounding wise, which is one of Kentucky's strengths. And I think they're slightly better offensively. So at plus four and a half, I think there's some value there with Providence even mixing a money line as well. You can get some good plus money value there. Number 12, Drake, and number five, Miami. I'm not crazy about this pick'em. A 5-12 being a pick'em is a little bit insane. And so I want to pick Miami because of last year's run, but I also really like this Drake team. So I'm staying away altogether. 145 and a half. That's right around where I think it's going to finish too. I think we could see 74-71 or 75-70. So I'm just staying away from that one overall. Number 14, Grand Canyon, taking on number three, Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a three getting minus 15 and a half, yet Marquette only gets 10 and a half against Vermont. So they're all in on Gonzaga, blowing them out. Um, I don't think they're going to lose this basketball game, but 15 and a half is concerning for a three seed. And so Grand Canyon, I think that they're just happy to be here, honestly. Um, I know that they were eighth in the Western Athletic Conference. Um, They did win six straight games to get here. But again, I think that they're just happy to be here. So I think Gonzaga is going to blow them out. Uh, I just I worry about that backdoor cover in case they're up 18 and they pull the starters and then it finishes at 14 or 15. So I'm going to leave this game alone. Number nine, Florida Atlantic taking on number eight, Memphis. This one is essentially a pick em as well. And I understand why Memphis did win their conference tournament, beating Houston in the final. But Florida Atlantic has been a really solid team all year. They finished the year 13 and three. They won seven straight games to close out their season. And they're a team that can match Memphis scoring-wise. I actually think that you would take the over in this game if you're going to play a play at 152.5. That being said, I think Penny really needs some postseason success, and this is a good spot for him to do it. FAU did have some limited competition, so I like the over. I like Memphis Moneyline if you're going to play this one today. Number 14, Montana State taking on number three, Kansas State. Kansas State minus seven and a half right now. Now, Montana State is a team name that I would equate to getting blown out. Kansas State has delivered all year in the very tough Big 12. So minus seven and a half, though, is just a bit too steep for me. Um, The Wildcats number, I was honestly expecting this one to be closer to nine and a half or ten and a half. So I get concerned when I see seven and a half. Maybe Vegas knows something that I don't. So I'm going to stay away um, in one of those later night games. And there are better later night games to watch, so I don't know if I'll have this one on. But the final two, Kent State taking on number four, Indiana, um, the 13 seed. Uh, I think that they can match Indiana scoring-wise. Now, I think once you get past Trace Jackson Davis, I get a bit concerned with Indiana. I think that they're not as deep as they should be for a four seed. And so I think Kent State, they'll match them rebounding-wise. They're better from three. Indiana is going to try and slow this game down, but if Kent State can get out in transition, then they're in a really good spot to potentially pull off an upset 
or at the very least cover that four and a half line. So I like Kent State. And then the final one, number 11, Arizona State, and number six, TCU. For me, this was the toughest game to pick of the first round. And I know that there's a lot of other uh, great ones to, to pick from. But at five and a half, for a team that I've loved all year in TCU, that got hurt for a little while there, and you start to question it a little bit. And now they've got Mike Miles back. And then you got Arizona State, a team that I picked to win the Pac-12 tournament as one of those kind of outside teams. They got very close to doing so, but uh, lost out in the semifinals. So I think that Arizona State's going to cover today at plus five and a half. Now, for my sake, I hope that TCU wins it outright because I'd love to see them advance. I think they create a lot more issues for Gonzaga than an Arizona State would. But the way that Arizona State performed late in the year, I think we see a very tight matchup. So I'm going to play the Arizona State plus five and a half. So we've gone through all 16 games today. Now we got to talk about what plays to play today with our last call pick segment. That is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. But before we do, let's play the video. Got to talk about the great folks over at Last Mountain Distillery, which is a family-owned and operated company located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products, including their regular vodka, sweet tea vodka, as well as their old-fashioned product. Really love Last Mountain Distillery. Let's make sure to support local, something that we really encourage here at the Competitive Hedge podcast. So seven plays for today. We'll show you what we got, and then let's get out of here. Let's enjoy the Friday of March Madness. Honestly, once you get past this day, it feels like the excitement level around March Madness falls off a little bit. Not for me, but for the casual viewer, I think it does. And so let's get into it. We got to start, though, with that EPL play. We're going to play Newcastle Moneyline, uh, minus 145 for one and a half units. Again, I think it's a good get-right spot for Newcastle, and I really don't like Forrest. I actually think they're a team that could slump down the stretch, maybe end up in that uh, bottom three and getting relegated zone. So give me Newcastle to get right today. I'm going to play the minus one and a half for Michigan State. Again, this is Gimme Izzo in the tournament against a Pac-12 team. That had an all right year, but it was an all right conference. So I think that Michigan State gets it done, even though they had an all right year, to be fair, in the Big Ten. Marquette minus 10.5 versus the Vermont Catamounts. I had no idea what a Catamount was, but this is my lone challenger to Duke in that corner of the bracket. I think Shaka gets a dominant opening round victory. And so give me Marquette to win big. I like the Friars plus four and a half against Kentucky. Uh, Calipari, I think, could be on his way out if they end up losing this one outright. But at the very least, I think Providence is going to cover today. I like Memphis Moneyline versus Florida Atlantic, minus 130. Favorite play of the day at two units. I'm putting my faith in a more well-established program and a coach that needs a first-round win really badly. So give me Memphis Moneyline. I like Kent State, plus four and a half against Indiana. I think we overvalue Indiana a little bit because of name value. I know that they're ranked for most of the year, but I think that this game's going to be a possession, and maybe that possession goes the Golden Flash's way, but at the very least, they're going to cover. And then the Sun Devils are going to cover late as well, plus five and a half versus TCU. I've rode the Frogs train all year long. 
but I've also been riding high with the Sun Devils recently. And so I think they cover. TCU pulls it out, but Arizona State only loses by three or four tonight. So appreciate everyone who listened to the show today. We want to have a great day once again today. And if we do, then we're going to play this clip on Monday. Show me the money. Show me the money! So let's have a great day. Enjoy your weekend as well. There's a lot of great games coming up over the weekend. Go Blue Devils, and we'll see you guys on Monday for the Competitive Hedge podcast. (laughs) 